Hello again and welcome back again to Reading Between Florida's Lines. Ray Walker with Adam Potts, Henry Kelly, we're with you again. And this is our part two of election recap and what happened at the 2022 November elections. We spent most of the first time episode talking about state elections. And now we're going to look more, we kind of hinted at the end, talking about federal elections. And one of the things that I was, I've been asked several times since the election is, okay, Florida went, I mean, it was a landslide in Florida. The, Repu the red Republican wave that everybody was predicting leading into the election, it happened in Florida, but it didn't happen in the rest of the country. And they're asking, so how come with the political climate and everybody says inflation and the economy is the number one issue, how did Democrats do so well in the rest of the country? And the one answer that I've had to everybody, and this is kind of where I'll, we'll kind of use, I'll use it as a kickoff point here for us, is the one thing I tell people is, is when all is said and done, you can talk about political climate, you can talk about issues, but ultimately, in every race, the candidate matters. It does. The candidate matters. That and, and all the Republicans are moving to Florida. Well, there is, there is that, there but... Is there is that, but Henry, right at the end of the last episode, you hinted at this, and you said, and you said it earlier in the episode, and you said, it is a tale of two Florida men. Yeah. And we yeah. talked a lot about Ron DeSantis. Now let's talk about the impact of the other Florida man. Yeah, and you know, you you mentioned the candidate quality, and and we we've, we've all been around campaigns, and um, you know, Adam mentioned um, the the Florida House. Not, not the U.S. House, but Florida House 37, um, which was Placencia beat a, a very, very liberal progressive Dem in a very strong Democratic district. And I would argue he was not a good candidate um, yep. with the extremeness of his positions, and Placencia was. And we look across, you know, we talked about this, but it's an interesting phenomenon that usually more than 80% of the time at the top of the ticket, if the, if the Republican Senator wins, a Republican Governor wins. If a Democratic Senator wins, a Democratic Governor was, wins. And I don't think we give the voters enough credit for discernment, like in the state of Georgia, between, hey, you know what, the Governor, he's a good guy, he's done a good job. They picked him in six, seven point victory and George is going to a runoff because nobody could get to 50% on the Senate side. And, you know, one of the things, we, we mentioned Florida, and I, and I said this earlier, that bears repeating. It is Thursday, November 10th at roughly 5 Eastern, and we still don't know who controls the House, and we don't know who controls the Senate. Um, because 22 years ago, Florida got a well-earned reputation, um, but addressed it. And and within minutes of, of our books closing, numbers were known. And and it is it is bitterly disappointing to me that they are still. I mean, it's not even recount. They're counting. Yeah. Which to me is just unconscionable. And. Yeah. Uh, regardless of who the winners are, that's just terrible for our country that, that I can't even... Okay, so right now the, the scorecard is 
the Senates have the, the Democrats have 48 Senate seats. The Republicans have 49 with three open. Um, there's roughly in the House um, is 189 Democrats um, back with 209 Republicans. So there's still, I think, 37. 37. Sorry, 37. Um, Seats that I'd love to have the full debate with you about who the speaker is going to be and and chairman and all that stuff, but we don't know. We don't even know. But well, that might that'll be an episode in two weeks, yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me or longer, or longer. Let this, and then I'll kick it to Adam. What I will say this though is, candidate quality absolutely mattered. Yep. yep. Where people said, I like. This guy for the Senate, but this governor's no, and and crossed like I've never seen before, where there was split tickets at the statewide races. Yep, yep. So let me hit one note of what we were talking about. Election integrity is a big topic for Republicans and Democrats. The longer these votes take to to come in. It can't make either side feel comfortable, and it leaves that discussion there. And I think that's something that has to be addressed, and um, there's not excuses. We do it just fine here in Florida. There's no issues. And I do think that that's something just in general for our democracy, whichever way it goes, that is a massive issue. It um, is. So I just wanted to say that. That's just something on my mind. No, it absolutely is. When you think about it, today, they uh, yesterday they announced that in Arizona there were still 300 and some odd votes that they still needed to count. To Henry's point, not recount, mm-hmm. still needed to count. As of today, that number is 625,000, 625,000 votes that they, still, that they now realize they need to count. In Nevada... I don't, they today, two days after the election, they found two drop boxes, absentee drop boxes that they had not emptied out yet from Tuesday. Okay, this is you know smells rightfully no so how you feel. No, no you're on that. Twenty two years ago, Henry, and you mentioned you said this. Twenty two years ago, people made fun of Florida because of hanging chads. And the dude that everybody has seared in their memory of him with his eyeball poking out of his eye, looking at the ballot and trying to figure out if the hole was there or not. And people made fun of Florida, and rightfully so. This not only, and it irritated me, it angered me that, that our state couldn't get it right. This infuriates, if you haven't figured it out, infuriates me. Yeah. That these states, this is ridiculous. We're better than this. And I don't yeah. think any states use punch ballots or butterfly no. ballots anymore no. either. No. no. And, and I'll say this because this really does annoy me. Um, for our listeners um, and reading between Florida's lines, um, if you haven't been to the, the, so we have the ugliest active capital in the United States of America. I think those yes. buildings are atrocious. Yeah. But the old capital is beautiful. Beautiful, classic capital. And if you go into the old capital and go into the museum, we got a hanging chad there. 
Yes. Um, about the 2000, you can see what happened. Um, and, and we knew, all of us knew legislators back then who buckled down and passed reforms and did things. And now, man, we're tight. And it just, um, again, we, we've said it, but it drives me crazy. Um, and and the, the business about election deniers, um, we can kind of go back to that election of 2000. There are still people today who say Bush did not win. So yep. don't tell me Democrats don't deny elections. Hillary denied Trump won. But on the other hand, we have plenty of examples of Republicans and as a Republican, I want to say to those people, um, put up or shut up. I, I am sick of being embarrassed by conspiracy theories. And frankly, this is one of those things, and, and, and frankly, you know, this is, this is what I get to say, is when we talk about candidates, Trump endorsed some lunatics, and they lost. And we lost the Senate in 2020. Um, because instead of focusing on the two candidates in the Georgia runoff, we were focused on Donald Trump complaining about um, votes in, in January 6th. And guess what? The Senate control, when we look at the data, pretty convinced that um, Kelly, uh, no relation, uh, Kelly is going to win Arizona and put the Democrats at 50. And... Um, I feel reasonably certain that um, um, uh, Laxalt in Nevada. Yeah, I agree. So guess where control of the Senate's coming down to? Georgia. Kamala. With a Trump-endorsed candidate. Yep. Which means it's going to come down to Kamala. We're going to be at 50-50. Right, we're going to be 50-50 in the Senate. I mean, now now granted, without having... Although it seems like he's going to try to take the spotlight again, if there was a focus on the runoff, you know, a good massive push where all that focus is, you can win a runoff because its turnout's going to be extremely low. Yep. It, yeah. it just is. Which, on that note, why do we have a runoff? Why does Georgia have a runoff? It, it just makes no yeah. sense to me. Well, on that line, why does Alaska have ranked voting and they don't know who they're... There's going to be a Republican senator from Alaska. We're just not sure which of the two Republicans is it going to be. There always has to be one, and and that's just Alaska. You know, there's always got to be a... But, Henry, Henry, you said something, and I think it bears to repeating, because you said, and it was, there were bad candidates... Well, you said crazy candidates, um, but but there were again going back to candidates matter. There were candidates. Look at so Georgia, the Trump nominated or the Trump endorsed candidate won the primary, and he's having troubles winning in Georgia in the election. Where Kemp walked away with it. Kemp walked away with the governorship. Let's go to New Hampshire. New Hampshire, where Governor Sununu walked away with it, twelve point victory. In New Hampshire, New England, a Republican, 12-point victory. But yet the Senate candidate, who was endorsed by Trump, is losing, lost by that amount, 12 points or so. It was completely, you know, almost a 25-point flip between the two because give the New Hampshire voters credit, they said, we like the governor, 
But the Senate candidate, we, I mean, he might have military service and be a great guy. We just don't think he's the right guy to be our senator. Well, that's where our red wave went. Our red wave, and I'm not anti-Trump by any means at all and haven't been, but Trump killed the red wave. Yeah. He can't come out of this. There's no way he could, he's going to try. He can't take credit for what happened in Florida because that was not him. Make the argue, I made the argument in the last one, why did Marco get less of a percentage than, than the rest of the ones running statewide? Val Demings was not that great of a candidate. That was not Val. So the issue is that he came in, he got the people that, that Henry referred to, through the primaries and it turned off voters and that's why the red wave didn't happen this election was a loss for president trump no matter how you want to look at it and play it off it was a loss for him well look at the states that look at the states across the country in florida republicans outperformed in every metric for an in, for in turnout that did not happen in those other states that they needed to happen and I think it's because the Trump endorsements there was a lot of people that were not they just were not in enthused they did the not cake, it did not spur them in the cake was already baked in Florida before the rally in Miami correct yeah absolutely I'll say this though you know the thing about Trump that I that I've never seen before was his um, so you know he made a, a snide remark about DeSantis three days before the election and of course all of us we have our political circle of friends um, you know lobbyists and people who participate in the process in Tallahassee and DC that my phone lit up yeah. yep. from the people not in the process. That's what I was going to say. The people are not in it, it they turned know them I off. Am. They, they know I and people were like, what is he, beep, 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 what is that beep, beep, beep saying? Yep. And the next day, you could tell for the first time, you know, oh, I'm endorsing Ron. You yeah. could tell, he, somebody said, you better throw the car in reverse and throw it quickly. Yep. Well, you throw it there so you can somehow take credit for right. what happened too. But yeah. he, he had he to turned off so many people because they looked at that that are not political my wife would be one of them that were he's just selfish and trying to make everything about him and, well, and that's not what, a care for the others and that oh, is yep. his undoing I mean well, yeah and I said that to a couple of people I said that's going to be the thing that comes out because then on election day on election day he basically threatened DeSantis, saying he better not run. I will share things about him that will be embarrassing yeah. and will tear. Yeah, his lawyer he, came out and said he needed to stay in Florida. And it, yep. It's, no. It, it is. He was the right candidate in 16. There was no one else that was going to beat Hillary. There was no one else who could say we, people were sick of what was going on. And yep. it was the time and place for him. But the issue now is... You have a rock star to almost, you know, just hyper proportions now yep. with everything that happened in Ron DeSantis, yeah. who yeah. doesn't carry the baggage. And 
you know, since we're speaking the, the, the one time, and, and it's not really outside reading between Florida's lines to talk about New York, because um, all coming as we know, <laughs> South Florida is, is you know, South New all York. Those, all of those Zeldin voters moved here. That's right. right. All the Zeldin voters moved to Miami-Dade. <laughs> but New York is an interesting thing, because we, we talked earlier about, you know, this is a redistricting year. And you can easily argue that Ron DeSantis put four additional Republican congressmen mm -hmm. in office. Yep. Um, but what's interesting is New York got slapped down, their redistricting map, by a very Democratic legislature, uh, got slapped down by the state Supreme Court of New York, made non-gerrymandered maps when you look at them. Yep. They're not crazy, and bam. New York is a red state. Um, Lee... The, the Lee Zeldin, whom you mentioned, um, you know, there's, I don't believe in moral victories in politics. You're either in office or you're not in office. There is no, yeah. there is no, hey, we'll get them next year. It's, it, it's, it's over. But Zeldin to come within, I think, six points at the end of the day, plus yeah. the fact that New York flipped a bunch of Democrats, yeah. uh, a bunch of now Republican congressmen, the margin of victory. In, if the Republicans gain the House, is going to be Florida and New York. It's um, well never never quite thought I'd see it come out that way, but here we are. But and you think just to reiterate that in in New York, it wasn't just flipping seats. There are three Long Island Congress congressional seats that were within a point of each other, and one of them got flipped red, and it was a six-time congressman and he was the chair of yeah. the democratic congressional committee yeah so it wasn't just some bozo congress no he's in leadership and he got beat on long island in new york city yeah so the the impact talk about candidates matter zeldin had a uphill climb to win the governorship but he did carry a couple congressmen across the finish line with him yeah, and this is what I want to say, um, going back to our A Tale of Two Florida Men. I sent you guys the video, but if you watched the other night, Trump in, <laughs> Trump endorsing J.D. Yeah. Vance um, in Ohio by basically saying, J.D., uh, he's been kissing my butt for this endorsement and just really insulting the guy, just like he did Ron DeSantis. But I sent you guys the video, and, and for anybody listening, um, you know, please go find it. But Ron DeSource, Ron DeSantis's endorsement of Zeldin yeah. was a classic endorsement. Hey, yep. Lee's a good guy. I served in Congress with him, and 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 all his good attributes, and made it about the candidate he was endorsing. And I want to say something else about um, endorsements, because um, this this is you know because I'm over Trump, so so this I can say for me personally, I'm over the guy. Um, but his, um, th this, this narrative the media tries to create that somehow DeSantis owns Trump and that Trump made him. You know, I want to rewind the tape a little because I was a very active Tea Party guy back in the day. Hey, newsflash, Ron DeSantis was in Congress. Yeah. He wasn't some city councilman that got plucked out. He was a U.S. congressman. Yep. And within the Tea Party, 
he was a well-known. Remember, he was on Fox News frequently. Yep. He was yep. in the. Um, uh, it just escaped yep. my brain. The, uh, the the Liberty Caucus, I think, yep. in, yes. in Congress. Um, and as we know, primaries, the voters who show up in the primaries, tend to be the more active. Yep. Uh, you know, the more active uh, hardliners of each party, and. He also supported Trump when Trump was running. Yes, yes. But yeah, and all this is, he's run the third largest state in the country for four years um, without Trump's support. And, and as I, we have seen, competence matters. Yes. And I will say, too, there were other factors going on with Putnam. There was um, Adam Putnam, who a great candidate, great person. But there was a rift from Scott's camp, Governor yep. Scott's, and and yep. I think that also honestly played a lot more than people realize. Um, but anyhow, I was thinking about this. So is Trump <laughs> the Grinch that stole the red wave? Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, Trump is going to take the credit, wants to take credit for for DeSantis being governor. But and so if you go back and Henry, you kind of hinted at this a little bit, and we go back to then. And Adam, you were kind of pointing out Putnam. Two things: that race was shifting towards DeSantis before Donald Trump endorsed him. Oh yeah. Um, Putnam, as great of a guy he is, and I like Adam Putnam. He just. He didn't have that. Fight. He didn't energize anybody. He's just a, he's just a solid person, easygoing. But he didn't he didn't fire anybody up, and well, so think about. Go ahead. That hurt. That hurt him. Think about think about the governor's race in Florida, in the past. Well, since since Jeb Bush, it's not been people who have been longtime politicians that win it. Nope. And Adam was elected yep. he was the youngest person in the state house. He was elected to Congress right at the legal age. Yep. Right at um, thirty. Yep. So so or a lot 20. of that had yeah. meth a lot of that was it was a career politician. It wasn't yep. against Adam Putnam. There was a mentality of there's mm -hmm. been a mentality in the state for the governor's race that is an outsider mentality. Yeah. One, no, I, Rick Scott was an outsider. Jeb yep. was an outsider. Yeah. I mean, you know, Lawton was in D.C. and far away. and Yeah, no, and, and there, there's something to be said about that. I just think... Graham wasn't really known. Graham was a state senator that nobody knew. I mean, you can go back. There's yeah. been a lot of, yeah. of people that were not... Just but, I've been in the, I've been in the house for 30, 40 years. Yeah, it's and I turn. think again it all comes back. It it kind of comes back to what we let off this episode with. Candidate matters, and, and even a good person might be a bad candidate. There's a lot. I mean, take New, and I kind of go back to it. The candidate in New Hampshire, the Republican candidate who's retired military. Everything I see, a great guy. I mean, salt of the earth, patriotic American. I, I, the kind of guy you'd want to get together with and you know and, and shoot the bull with and have a great time with. 
but he wasn't a good candidate. And I think that was, it really comes down to that. Even good people can be back in, but then we also had some crazy people that were candidates, and that's a whole yeah. other discussion. But as we kind of wrap up, we kind of got to wrap this up because we're running out of time, and I want to get your impression, it kind of, let's wrap it all back to what happened on Tuesday, and that is this. Now that Florida is a super majority state, both in the House and the Senate, and not even close, it's super majority plus two in the Senate and plus five in the House, I think, something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, so... Go ahead. Adam, you had that in front of you, so go ahead. Well, and that's what I was going to – I mean, so in Florida, it's, two, it's two-thirds make a supermajority. Right. You have 85 – you have So it's plus five in the House. House. Okay. And then in the Senate, you have 28. So it's plus two. I was right. It was plus five in the House, plus two in the Senate. So – we're going to have, we all know there's probably going to be a special session coming up in December on insurance. So that's an issue that's going to come up. And we'll talk about that. I think we're going to do an episode on that yeah, one. So I'm going to kind of tease, tease our listeners for an episode coming up on insurance. But with a supermajority, with a governor, with a clear election mandate, there's no, you can't walk away with, from last Tuesday and say uh, he, ha, he doesn't have a mandate to govern. He does. There, there, if you if you don't believe that, shut up. I don't want to listen did, to you because he does. Did, did that matter? It didn't matter, but he does. I mean, it didn't matter. You're right. It didn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But he does. That was not going to be. It wasn't going to stop him. But he does. So, what are a couple? Let's let's get one key issue for each of us that you think is going to come up in the upcoming, as we move in from here to the upcoming legislative session that we're going to be talking about between now and then, that we're going to have future episodes on. So well, one key issue. First, I'm going to say two things. One is an issue. But first, I, I sincerely hope that the Republicans that govern with humility and govern wisely. You, you have yep. an extraordinary mandate. And, and I ask, live, live to your conservative principles. Yep. Um, but secondly, the issue that I think, um, because again, I still, you know, a lot of conservative friends um, that are outside the process, I think constitutional carry is going to be an interesting thing because there is a large population that is still seething about the red flag laws after the Parkland shooting. That when this able comes, when this issue comes on the table, um, there's going to be a lot of voters across the state that 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 chime in. Yeah, so I know. I think one issue I think that will cause an interesting outcome in Tallahassee. Yeah, and we'll definitely talk about that more. Adam, one issue. You know, I don't think there is. I don't think of a specific issue. I think it's going to be interesting to see the governor's interaction with the mandate with the Senate and the House. Um, I think the House has pretty much already, I think leadership in the House, the incoming leadership has pretty much outlined their goals as, yep. as matching what the governor is. Yep. I don't think that the Senate's going to be 
completely on the same page on some of those and it's just going to be interesting to see that dynamic and also thinking about the fact that no matter what anybody says the chanting of two years was real at his thing it wasn't chanting four years it was chanting two it was two years he is he and no matter what trump's lawyer and trump's threats it's this this cemented it i think it was happening either way and he won by five points i think it was happening but this win cemented him as the face of the party in the country and he is running and so so how 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 does how does that work with the legislature too making sure they prop up things to help him look good i would think that they're depending on who he's going to run against as we see more i think you're going to see some issues come up let's say if they're thinking it's going to be california that you're going to see some things come up that are going to be just governor's things to have as a platform for the presidency yeah i think you're going to see issues that juxtapose California and liberal ideas and speaking of that that's my one issue education education he's already hinted at going after um, tenure in, in, in universities and he believes that universities are a bastion of wokeism and if you didn't listen to his speech on election night he he talked about anti-wokeism probably as much as he talked about anything else so I'm going to say it, and I think education, and that's an issue of <laughs> where I work and what I do on, as my job, it affects what I do. So I'm going to keep a close eye on it. And, and so I think and education is going to be an issue that he's going to... And it's he's not gonna, just upper, it's, it's not just no, in the four-year. No, correct. K-12, choice is going to be huge. I think the New York Times had an article today talking about all these people who lost school boards. Yep. Be, uh, and can't understand it because they were teacher union back. I think across the nation, school choice is there, and I think it's an area that the Republicans can absolutely. And if you go back, it's what you know. It's what DeSantis won on. Yeah. Well, it's what when it was point four. He yep. pulled votes that were well, that he in, were in that realm. Let me slip this in since Ray brought up our closing slide um, at reading between Florida's lines. Um, for those of you that have joined us, we we all enjoy talking about the politics of things, um, the races and, and blah, blah, blah. But to me, we're now the the reason I really wanted to do this show with you guys is we're about to get to the fun stuff, which is yep. the policy, um, a little less of the gamesmanship and a little more of hey, what's what's written down on paper? What is what is this? Um, and, and that's one of the things that we've been kind of chomping at the bit and reading between Florida's lines is to get to the legislation and to start reading bills. Yep. And I, and I think, th- so Adam, to your point on the governor getting elected because of education, and it's a national issue, and I think that's the other thing. It prepares him for two years because Glenn Youngkin in Virginia won because of education. It was, that was wholly the one issue that put him over the top. It so was COVID, people were sick of having their kids at home. Exactly. I mean, all of that. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Grab your popcorn. 
Um, it's going to be a, some, some fun time to watch. But as you reach out to us, contact us, email, Twitter, Facebook, like us on Facebook, like follow us on Twitter, you know, follow us on uh, Spotify or on Google or on Apple Podcasts. Um, subscribe to our to our podcast. Reading before reading between Florida's lines. Adam Potts, Henry Kelly, Ray Walker here. Thanks for joining us again. Next time, I think our next episode will be right before we get into. Um, it will be leading up to a special election, on, yeah. our special session That's on right. insurance. We'll talk about that. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Okay. Bye. Thanks, y'all.